tonight. It's the end of the decade, but not the end of the news on this edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. Here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the last episode of the year. I would I would add of the decade line, but I haven't been broadcasting all decades, so, well, we know. Uh, I could have just gone ahead and just not done a new episode. I even contemplated, but uh, you know, a lot of vacations take the take the break between Christmas and New Year's, but it's just not me. You know, I'm just not the kind of person to want to take a break, even though I probably should. I would like to thank you for listening to my words today. 2020 looks like it's going to be a busy year. Lots of new movies, new show ideas, you know, in the offing and so forth. You know, who knows? Maybe... 2020, I'll create a second podcast. I don't know what when I'd have time for that, but of course, uh, you know, you could always help me out with this podcast by showing me some appreciation by donating money, tweeting, uh, tweeting me out, etc. You know, let's just resolve to have a good 2020, and be sure to uh, think about your decisions, whether you know at home, in the voting booth, anywhere else. And let's get on with the news. And thanks to the uh, Marine Corps Band for the uh, music right there. Star Wars news. Uh, I'm going to admit right now, there's not really a ton of Star Wars news right now. Uh, Most of the news that comes out about this time is things about in and around the Rise of Skywalker, which I haven't seen. So, I'm kind of avoid- avoiding the spoilers right now. I'll be seeing it, but just not till after the first of the year. But there are a few good news items. To start off with, since uh, it's a new year, and you might want to drink a nice cocktail to celebrate. How about a cocktail from the Mandalorian star, Pedro Pascal? The actor... Share the picture of a green cocktail with two lime wedges for ears and what look like prunes for eyes on Instagram with the uh, quote, to getting through the holidays with a little bit of force. Good luck, everyone, unquote. Now, what his cocktail has been made of is, well, anyone's guess, and there are probably a few dozen permutations of a Baby Yoda cocktail on the internet. One version served at the Golden Tiki Bar in Las Vegas, according to the Las Vegas Review-Journal, has rum agricole, demora syrup, and fresh lime juice, finished with a spritz of absinthe and luxardo cherry eyes and lime wedge ears. You know, he has a sense of style, he's got a 
bar napkin Jedi robe tied with a piece of twine and a bar, sa bar straw lightsaber. So, if you want to try one, I guess you could fly to Vegas or figure it out yourself. You know, drink at your own risk. It could be evil. And uh, speaking of the child, I bet you think the lack of merchandise is particularly evil. Well, blame Donald Glover for the lack of merchandise for Baby Yoda. The Mandalorian star, John, creator John Favreau, says that a conversation with Donald about Beyonce during the Lion King remake convinced him to be more reserved. Speaking with The Hollywood Reporter, he said, quote, We were talking about music and pop culture, and he was saying that what people really like now is to be surprised, because it doesn't happen that much. When Beyonce did an album, she would just put it online and everybody would react to it. Just putting it out there spurred a conversation that would become more viral and bring more genuine attention to any, than any marketing." Unquote. Now, Disney right now is going full speed ahead with merchandise for the character named The Child, including dolls, Funko Pops, and T-shirt. However, the slowness to get on the sales bandwagon might have cost Disney around $3 million or so, and uh, they've, but uh, of course, uh, they've made that in a couple of hours of showings of the Rise of Skywalker, and, you know, it's not like Disney's hurting for money. By the way, pre-orders for the Blu-ray of The Rise of Skywalker are available right now, including a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray set of the entire nine-film saga on 27 discs that will retail for $249. No release date has been officially announced, but it's guesstimated to come around the end of March. Now. You may have noticed in the, in the Rise of Skywalker that Kelly Marie Tran's Rose Tico was barely in it. Now, don't believe you know the haters online that say her character was disliked and that's why she's not there. Instead, it was just a matter of her original role in the film being cut down. Chris Terrio, the writer of the Rise of Skywalker, explained to Awards Daily, quote, Well, first of all, JJ and I adore Kelly Marie Tran. One of the reasons that Rose has a few less scenes than we would like her to have has to do with the difficulty of using Carrie's footage in the way we wanted to. We wanted Rose to be the anchor at the rebel base where, uh, where Leia was. We thought we couldn't leave Leia at the base without any of the principals whom we loved, so Leia and Rose were working together. As the process evolved, a few scenes we'd written with Rose and Leia turned out to not meet the standard of photorealism that we'd hoped for. Those scenes unfortunately fell out of the film. The last thing we were doing was deliberately trying to sideline Rose. We adore the character, and we adore Kelly, so much so that we anchored her with our favorite person in the galaxy, General Leia." Unquote. Never fear, fans. The Mandalorian will be back. Creator and showrunner John Favreau has confirmed on Twitter that the Disney Plus series will launch in the fall of 2020. Rumors are that several established Skywalker Saga characters will make appearances on the show. Now, let's uh, get some Star Trek news. Now, the only reason for me to get CBS All Access is almost here. 
Star Trek Picard is just a few days away and there will be plenty of supplementary material to go with it as well. The comic book series is out right now and in February comes the book Star Trek Picard The Last Best Hope by Una McCormick. Much like the comic book, there is another prequel to the series and this will introduce some of the characters that we'll see in the show. Now, no word on the exact plot of the book, but it will be in, out in just three days before my birthday on February 11th. Hint, hint. Buy me stuff. Nah. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, that other, st that other show, Star Trek Discovery, might be closer to its third season premiere than we first thought. Sonequa Martin-Green, speaking with RadioTimes.com, said of the third season, quote, It's definitely coming up, 2020, and I would venture to say closer to early 2020 than anyone. But yeah, it's going to be incredible, I can tell you that. I think it's a stunning season. That's why it's so stirring to me, in like this moment right now, to talk about the beginning. That's what is so interesting to me, to be where we are now, but to know where we came from. And I really think we did what all shows should do, and got bare with age, and got bare with time. It's really quite gripping to see where we've come, and how we continue to build and grow to higher heights and deeper depth. Unquote. Season 3 sees the discovery now in the far future, where there'll be no tribble at all with established continuity. Pocketbooks is looking back at the untold era between the motion picture and the wrath of Khan, with Star Trek The Higher Frontier by Christopher L. Bennett. The novel also contains, also connects to the original series episode Is There in, in Truth No Beauty? and features Dr. Miranda Jones and the Medusan Ambassador. Here's the blurb, quote, Investigating the massacre of a telepathic minority, Captain James T. Kirk and the crew of the USS Enterprise confronts a terrifying new threat, faceless, armored hunters, whose extra-dimensional technology makes them seemingly unstoppable. Kirk must team with the powerful telepath Miranda Jones and the enigmatic Medusans to take on these merciless killers in an epic battle that will reveal the true faces of both enemy and ally. Unquote. The novel will be out on March 10th. IDW has released the Star Trek comic book listing for the for comics coming out in March. First up, they introduce us to the Mirror Universe Con. Wait, wouldn't that be Nah? Nah! Nah. In Star Trek Hell's Mirror, the uh, not only do we see the return to the Mirror Universe, we are shepherded by J.M. DeMattis, who is returning to the Star Trek universe for the first time in 40 years. His last contribution was the final issue of Marvel's Star Trek series back in 1982. Here's the blurb. Legendary writer J.M. DeMattis returns to Star Trek for the first time in nearly 40 years, and it'll be well worth the wait as he tackles two of the franchise's most popular concepts, Kondunian Singh, and The Mirror Universe, unquote. The book has art by Matthew Dow Smith and retails for $4.99. Also, 
from uh, IDW is Star Trek Year 5, issue number 12, written by Jen Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, with art by Stephen Thompson. Now, here's uh, what, it, what it's about. Quote, At last, the moment you've been waiting for since the first page of issue number one. With a villain revealed, a stranded crew, and the ship on a collision course with total destruction, Captain James T. Kirk will have to face the biggest challenge of his life on his own. Written by showrunners Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, this is a perfect jumping on point before the second year of the series begins. It will re retail for, for, for $3.99. You can pre-order, let me say unquote, you can pre-order these and uh, of course other comics from My Comic Shop and Things from Another World. We have links to those in the affiliate marketplace on the home page. Now, uh, not often do I get to speak of he who should not be named, but uh, American President Donald Trump has created the United States Space Force when he signed a new defense budget into law. The newest branch of the military will be kind of a hand-me-down right now with a small staff of 200 military and civilians, mostly U.S. Air Force, and will be under the aegis of the Air Force Department with a budget of $40 million. Tech entrepreneur Elon Musk seemed to praise this development by, by saying, quote, two words, Starfleet begins, unquote. You know, I hate to tell you this, Elon, I don't think exploring space is what uh, these guys exactly want to do. However, if they could, you know, take care of all the, the garbage that's circling the planet right now, that would be a big help. Anyway, uh... May the 23rd will be a special day in the city of Bloomington, Indiana. A few episodes back, I told you about the fundraising campaign to get a monument erected in Bloomington, celebrating the fact that the city will one day be the future birthplace of Captain Catherine Janeway. The Captain Janeway Bloomington Collective met its goal of $12,500 and will be receiving a matching fund from the Indiana Housing and Community Development. So, on May 23rd, just three days after the fictional character's birthday, a bust bearing the likeness of Kate Mulgrew's character will be unveiled in downtown Bloomington. The bust will be on a limestone base shaped like the Starfleet Delta and include an informational tablet about the ca captain of the Starship Voyager. And that'd be kind of cool to actually, you know, see. However, I don't think, you know, that's in my budget. Anyway, let's get on with some geek news. Viacom's CBS now owns a 49% stake in Miramax. They bought it from Miramax owner Qatar-based BN Media Group for a total of $375 million. Viacom CBS will pay $150 million up front and the rest will be in the 40 will be a 45 million dollars a year for 5 years in funds to produce new films and TV projects. Paramount will get an exclusive long-term deal for Miramax's back catalog. President and CEO of Viacom CBS Bob Backish in a statement said, quote, "Miramax is a renowned global studio responsible for some of the most iconic films of the last 3 decades, including Pulp Fiction, Goodwill Hunting, Kill Bill, and more. 
This partnership with BN will be a unique opportunity to gain access to a valuable library, deepening our already substantial pool of IP at a time when demand for premium content is only accelerating. We look forward to working closely with the Miramax management team as we explore new ways to deliver titles across a variety of platforms and create new compelling projects." Unquote. Now, if they want to personally make me happy, release all of Kevin Smith's movies in high def. That's all I want. Oh, well, and new pulp, new pulp fiction copy, I guess. You know, it's the end of the year. That, of course, means lists. Lists and lists and lists. Now, Forbes has released a list of the highest paid YouTubers, and, well, that's not me. That's not my friends over at Sci-Fi for me. You know, give them a try. Uh, did you know we have a YouTube channel, by the way? Anyway, the number one on the list was Ryan Kaj, the uh, nine-year-old kid behind Ryan's World. He has 22.9 million subscribers and has made $26 million. Now, I guess I wonder how the new FTC rules will affect his channel since I'm guessing most of his views are from kids. Now, also on this list is Dude Perfect, Anastasia, Anastasia Radzinskaya, and PewDiePie, among others. Now, PewDiePie is apparently taking a break from YouTube and has also quit Twitter. Maybe he's decided to look at the world outside of just four walls. Uncharted has possibly lost another director. Director Travis Knight might be leaving Uncharted based on the video game series of the same name. Travis made his directorial debut last year with Bumblebee. Now, insiders are blaming this possible exit on scheduling issues as actor Tom Holland has a Spider-Man movie that will be due out in July of 2021, and that production might push Uncharted back, back away from the December 18th, 2020 release date. Uh, Tom Holland, of course, will be playing Drake in Uncharted, with uh, co Mark Wahlberg co-starring as Drake's friend Sully. Now, The Rise of Skywalker has done very well at the box office, posting the second biggest domestic Christmas day ever, and it's reached over half a billion by the day after Christmas. So let's uh, take a look at the uh, box office report and see what we got right now. Num you know, let's let's uh, start down here at number 10. Uh, number 10 is Richard Jewell, which has fallen from 7 to 10. Uh, Bombshell fell from 6 to 9. Now, here's what I want to point out. Cats. Last week, number four. This week, number eight. Uh, it's only domestically grossed $17.8 million domestically. Um, right now, Cats is looking to lose $70 million. Yeah, this thing is a big bomb. Um, Uncut Gems is uh, number seven, up from number 15. Uh, Knives Out just dropped one space from five to six. Uh, new this week, Spies in Disguise uh, shows up at number five. Little Women debuts at number four. That's very good. Uh, Frozen 2 stays steady at number three. Uh, it's uh, grossed in domestically $421.6 million. It's up 30% over last week. You know, 
I'm guessing that this is people going to this, you know, after they've seen Star Wars. Uh, Jumanji, the next level, has uh, gone from number uh, two to, well, has stayed number two, I should say. Uh, it's gross, it grossed in last weekend $35.3 million after, uh, you know, after previously have you know being up there hold on a second there we go. um it's up 33.2 percent over last week again i'm assuming this is people they've seen the rise of skywalker so they're going to go see something else so uh, it's gotten 175 million domestically now of course we gotta point out that the number one of course is the rise of skywalker which domestically has uh, grossed $362.1 million. That's an average of $16,000 per screen. And that is dropped 60% from its debut. So even with a drop of 60%, it's still doing well. Now, internationally, worldwide, by the way, number one film in China is, uh, is IP Man for the finale. And in Australia, it's Jumanji. Anyway, uh, domestically, let's see, internationally, worldwide, $725.5 million for uh, episode nine. Yeah. But uh, it's still got a long, it, it, you know, it won't, it'll, ne it'll never reach Avengers Endgame before, you know, the end of tonight, but, you know, still pretty good. I'll, I'll wonder what, uh, you know, what's total will be altogether but anyway while since uh, we're done there let's uh, take a look from uh, behind going behind to what's coming in 2020 uh, on my birthday it's uh, February 14th will be Sonic the Hedgehog now uh, I've got a list here coming out the beginning of the year is the Invisible Man Mo the uh, live action remake of Mulan uh, the new James Bond movie will be April 8th. The SpongeBob movie comes out on May 22nd. The new Pixar movie Soul comes out June 19th. Ghostbusters Afterlife on July 10th. And uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music comes out August 21st. There's a new Godzilla vs. King Kong movie next year on November 20th. Uh, there's a new Sherlock Holmes movie on 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 next Christmas, so yeah, it looks like a good good movie year next year. Yeah. Oh yeah, the new Dune film comes out December eighteenth. That will that will be a really interesting thing to see. Anyway, enough kind of rambling here. Uh, that does bring us to the end of our sci-fi edition of Multiverse tonight. Now uh, be sure. To check us out on social media we're at twitter at multiverse tom we're also on facebook and instagram as multiverse tonight as well and uh, if you'd like to contribute some money please visit mtpodcast.com to go to our uh, coffee or patreon as well and be sure to visit multiverse and check out our affiliate marketplace links the link to our T Public store, show notes, and so much more. And if you're a subscriber, please 
be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, thank you. And be sure to subscribe. You know, and if you want, leave us with some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. You know, special thanks to Shane Ivers for intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in two days next year with the comic book edition. Now, please, exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half Big Genre Productions. For the last time this year, copyright 2019. All rights reserved.